Blog Talk Radio. Look. 
Welcome to our Monday night edition of Prayer International Radio. I'm your host, Sean Holmberg, along with Christopher Herzog, who will be joining us in the 11 o'clock broadcast. And we're here for the next two hours to intercede with you, pray for you, to stand with you, believing in the Word of God for your life. Uh, we're here to pray for the nations, to intercede on behalf of the millions and millions of people in the world who still do not know the Lord Jesus Christ. And above all, we're here to glorify the Father through His Son, Jesus, who through Him has made us accepted into the kingdom of God by His own blood, which He poured out on the cross for us. And the Bible says that by grace we are safe through faith, and it is not of ourselves. It is a gift of God, not of works, lest any man should boast. And so, for the next two hours, we're going to seek the face of Jesus and ask that the Holy Spirit would give us revelation and give us discernment into the Word of God and to make this Word alive to us. Um, the Bible says that the Word is a lamp into our feet and a light into our path. And, Father, we come to you tonight. Lord, laying aside all of our expectations, all the things from our days, Lord. Father, we lay aside all our worries, Father. We lay aside all our fears, Father, and we come before you as little children, Father. Your word declares that we should come boldly to the throne of grace in which we are accepted in a time of need. So, Father, we come asking that you would be glorified tonight in the next two hours, Lord, and we surrender everything to you, asking only that you would be glorified in our midst tonight, Father, with signs and wonders, Father, with, once again, with miracles, Lord, that those listening to this broadcast, Father, who are in need of physical healing, Lord, that you, even now, Father, would touch them where they're at, Father, and meet them at the place of their faith, Father, Meet them at the place of their need, Father, and show them your great faithfulness, Lord, toward us who believe in you. For your word declares that we who come to you must believe first that you are and that you are a rewarder of those who diligently seek you, Father. Lord, and I ask that you would reveal to us, Father, your great and precious promises that you have laid out in the Holy Scriptures for us, Father, who believe in you, Lord that through them we may understand those things that have been freely given to us as your children, Lord. And I pray, Father, tonight you would change our eyes, Father. Lord, you would give us your eyes, Father. Lord, seat us at your right hand, Father, and give us your perspective on our lives and on our situations, Father. Give us your perspective on the problems that we have in our lives, Father. Lord, that we could see things and know things the way you do, Father. Father, and that we would have your heart in the matters pertaining to this life, Lord. Your word declares that we have been given all things that pertain to life and godliness in Christ Jesus. And your word declares that we've already been made perfect through Christ Jesus, Father. So let your word become alive tonight, Father, to us and to the listening audience, Father. And we give you glory and honor, Jesus, for yours is the name that is above every name. 
Thank you, Jesus. Um, we're going to spend a great deal of time praying tonight in the first and second hour. And we already have a caller in the room. Our call-in number tonight, if you need prayer for anything, is 619-638-8458. Um, and uh, one of our good friends, Matt Redman, um, him and his team are getting ready to go into Pakistan to proclaim the gospel. And so I need and would ask for all of you out there to be praying for him and his team that the Lord would provide all the necessary things that they need, whether it's funding or finances or whether it's just divine appointments to get into the places where they need to be. Lord, I ask, Father, that you would be glorified in their trip, Lord. And I believe it's Matt on the phone, so let's go to our let's go to one of our calls. Hello, this is Prayer International Radio. Yes, God bless you. This is Matthew Redmond. How are you doing? Very good, and I, and I thank you for standing with me in prayer as we're heading to Pakistan. And um, yes, we do need, you, you hit it right on the nail, not only finances, but more open doors. And we be, we're believing God for everything. That's awesome. Um, why don't you tell our audience about your trip and like what's going on with it? Amen. Well, there are many pastors in Pakistan. We're going to a city, many cities uh, all over the country, and our host will be Dr. Jamil Nasir of the Christian Theological Research Center, and our main focus would be to undergird some of the leadership that's there and expound biblical truths for them because there's many pastors, but they need to be trained uh, into deeper the Word of God. So we're going to expound with pastors the biblical truth, but also go on a mission to uh, save more souls in Pakistan because there's a great harvest. There's less than 3% that uh, are Christian in that nation, less than 3%. And it's just wide open for the gospel. People are receptive. They are hungry uh, to know of hope. And, of course, Jesus Christ came to give us hope. So we're going to spread that, spread food. Uh, we're meeting with ministers of agriculture to uh, bless some of the farmers there. We're meeting with some government officials to see what we can do in the natural to help with food uh, production in that country. And God has just opened up a great door for us. So we covet your prayers and and uh, your, your, your uh, agreement with us as we go on this mission. Wow. Um, and if people wanted to, like, um, bless you, and if any, if the Lord lays it on anybody's heart, how would they get a hold of you? They could uh, reach me. Our, we have a website called Apostolic Tandem, apostolictandem.org. Or if you want, you can reach me on Facebook. I'm on Facebook at uh, Facebook.com forward slash Matthew, M-A-T-T-H-E-W, the number one, and then Redmond, which is R-E-D-M-O-N-D. You can reach me on Facebook and uh, get updates on our missionary trips all over and what we're going to be doing. 
That's awesome. Um, and for all of you out there in our audience, um, me and Chris, um, the founders of this um, radio station that we have here, um, we're never going to ask you for money for pretty much anything. Um, any of the costs with our own ministry and this website or in this radio broadcast um, is always going to be paid for by us. And then we just trust the Lord for finances. But we do believe in supporting the gospel. And because it's the only reason we're still here is because, you know what, there are still people out there who don't know the Lord Jesus. And they number in the hundreds of millions from one corner of the earth to the other, from every continent to every remote island. There are people out there who need to hear the gospel. And they'll never hear the gospel if no one ever goes to them. And those people who have been called to go to those places won't be able to go without the finances and without the funding and without the divine connections. And so finances are very important to fulfilling the things of God because, unfortunately, everything in this world takes money. And even a plane trip can be quite costly, especially for people who have devoted their entire lives to the gospel. And on top of finances, prayer is even more important because, you know, there's a spiritual war being fought for nations and for kingdoms and for the lives of those men and women and children who live in those places. And so we need to stand with Matt and his team as they go into Pakistan that the Lord would break open every spiritual stronghold and he would loose all the captives and he would start working on the hearts of those men, women, and children that they're going to come in contact to and that the Father would give them divine appointments and not only that but also discernment and revelation into the places they need to go so they can be in the right timing to reach the people who need the Lord Jesus the most. And, you know, like Matt said, it's not always about just proclaiming the gospel because if our words are just words, but we don't back those words up with the character of Jesus, you know, even when Jesus was preaching and speaking to the disciples and to the multitudes of people that followed after him, they came to him and he would perform miracles like breaking the loaves and to feed the 5,000. And the people who followed him, they didn't always follow him just because of the words he spoke, but because they were, they got the bread and were filled. And, you know, we fully believe that the Holy Spirit will confirm all of the words of Jesus with signs and wonders. And we completely and totally believe that the Father will pour out provision and that the Lord will provide everything that there is need of, especially for something like this. And so um, if any of you out there at any time, if the Lord lays it on your heart to help Matthew and his team go into Pakistan, then just get a hold of him somehow, um, whether on Facebook or his website. Um, you can always email us, email us here at prayerinternational at gmail.com, and we'll um, get you in touch with him too. Um and, you know, anybody out there who is in ministry and you need to reach out and you need prayer or whatever, we're here to stand up for you. Because, you know, there's a verse in the Old Testament that says the fire should never be on the altar, should never go out. And prayer is the same way. Um, we're trying to establish a 24-hour prayer watch on the Internet that can reach every country on the face of the planet. And... You know, how, whatever media streams that are available, whatever technology the world has, um, can be used for the kingdom of God. And 
until every last person has heard of the name of Jesus and every person has come to the knowledge of the Lord Jesus. Because, you know, the Father said in Corinthians, he said that he's not, he's not, he's long-suffering, not willing that any should perish, but that all should come to repentance. And, but the time is short. And, you know, there's someone proclaiming on the television the other day that the end of the world is coming this month or next month. And I know he's going to be sort of upset the next day when it doesn't happen, because even Jesus said no one knows when his return will be except for the Father in heaven. But he did say that there are seasons and there's times. And, you know, we're drawing to the end of the ages, and and it's a very real thing. And we don't know when that's going to be, but we do know that we're drawing close because we can observe the signs in the world. And we need to constantly be on watch and constantly be ready, not just for his return, but also that we can minister to any of those out there that don't know him. Because, you know, sooner or later the time's going to come and it'll be too late. But until that moment, until we breathe our last breath, on this earth, we still have ability to proclaim the Lord Jesus Christ to the world. And that's the biggest reason we're here, is to have a relationship with the Father and let that relationship be a catalyst that out of that relationship that we have with the Father and with his word, we can become lights to this word, declaring the glory of Jesus and declaring the love of the Father to all the people on this earth. And so let's I want to pray real fast. And um, Father, your word declares that you know everything we need before we ask. And so nothing we ask is news to you, Father. Your word declares in Ephesians that we are your workmanship, created in Christ Jesus for good works, which you prepared beforehand that we should walk with them, Father. And just like you told the children of Israel that you would provide for them, even in the desert, Lord, and that man would come to feed them, Lord. We know that you are a faithful God, Lord, who provides. Father, and so we ask that even now, Lord, that you would cause the blessing to pour out upon Matt and his team, Father, that the provision would pour out on him and his team, Father, that divine appointments and divine encounters would start being formed even now, Lord, even in Pakistan right now, before they even get on the plane, before they even get on the airport, Holy Spirit, that you would start working on the lives and on the hearts of the men and women and children that they're going to come in contact with, Father, that you would begin to soften their hearts, Lord, so they are be ripe soil ready to receive the gospel, Father. Lord, and we ask not only you provide for them, but as your word says, that the Holy Spirit would go behind them when signs and wonders, Lord, that they would heal the sick, Father, raise the dead, cast out demons, Father, cleanse lepers, Lord, that your word would be magnified and glorified in this earth through them, Father, through your ministry, which we join with you in. Father, for all of this, it's just a partnership with you. All of this is us standing up, declaring that your word is true, and agreeing with you upon your word, which you've already spoken in our lives, Father. Lord, and so we give you all the glory and honor for what you're going to do in Pakistan, Father. Lord, that that is a nation that you have claimed for yourself, Father, that every man, woman, and child in Pakistan, Lord, are your creations, Father. 
Lord, and so we ask for an abundance of the harvest, Father, that you would raise up men, women, and children, even in Pakistan, Lord, to declare the gospel, Father, that you would raise up warriors of prayer in Pakistan, Father, and across the United States and across Russia and across Europe, Lord, that you would begin to have your intercessors to stand in the gap on behalf of those people in Pakistan, Father. Lord, that every spiritual force of wickedness, Lord, that would try to block the move of God, Father, would be cast out from Pakistan even now, Lord, that your name would be glorified, Father. For your word declares you gave Jesus the name that is above every name, that at the name of Jesus every knee should bow and every tongue should confess that Jesus is Lord. Father, so even now over Pakistan, Pakistan, we declare that Jesus Christ is Lord. Father, and over every nation and surf, we declare that Jesus Christ is Lord, Lord, and we ask that you would raise up, Father, missionaries, Father, you would raise up evangelists, you would raise up prophets, Father, to go out into the nations, Father, declaring the name of Jesus and declaring the love of the Father that you had, Father. For you said that you loved the world so much that you sent Jesus to die. On behalf of the world, that if they would only believe you, they would not perish but have everlasting life. And so, Father, we commit and give this entire trip to you that they're taking, Lord, fully trusting, Father, that what you have called us to do, you'll provide for. And not only that, Lord, but your word declares that you would do exceedingly abundantly above all that we could even ask or think. Father, you said to call upon you. And you would answer us and show us great and mighty things that we know not of. Mm-hmm. So, Father, you said, be strong and of good courage, for you are with us wherever we go. So, Jesus, thank you, for we know that you're going to be glorified in this trip, Father. And we know that your provisions are going to come, Lord. Father, and we thank you in advance and say that you are a faithful and true God. Hallelujah. Well, I cannot wait to hear what happens in Pakistan. And once the once y'all actually get over there, and if there is internet access, you're going to have to start sending us pictures and stuff so we can post them on the website to keep people updated about how it's going over there. And if you have a good cell phone connection, you can still call into the show while you're over there and let us know how things are going. Wow. Well, I thank you for your prayers. And, you know, we, I, I'm so reminded. The Bible says, "Pray Thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven." And because the will of God is not always done, but we have to pray it. And prayer is an important part of God's work manifesting on the earth. It's one of the most important. Without prayer, I doubt that the will of God would be done. That's why He commands us to pray. And then the Bible also Amen. says. For us to pray that the Lord would send laborers into the harvest, because they're not. Some of them aren't going. Some of them don't have, you know, the resources to go. But prayer is one of the most mighty keys that is often forgotten. So, I thank you for your prayers, and blessed are the feet of them that carry the good news. <laughs> Amen. And. And we will keep you updated on um, that. They do have internet connection and, and phone service, so we will keep you updated. And thank you. We thank. You. Oh, that's awesome. Well, the Lord's going to definitely be glorified in what happens. Um, for all of you out there who are listening, our call-in number tonight is six one nine 
638-8458. This is Prayer International Radio. If you need prayer for absolutely anything, give us a call. Um, We have a chat room open right now um, if you want to jump in there, or you can email us your prayer at prayerinternational at gmail.com. We're going to take a really quick break, um, and then we'll be back in just a minute.
Then they went out of the city and came to him. In the meantime, his disciples urged him, saying, Rabbi, eat. But Jesus said to them, I have food to eat which you do not know. Therefore the disciples said to one another, Has anyone brought him anything to eat? And Jesus said to them, My food is to do the will of him who sent me, and to finish his work. Do you not say, There are still four months, and then comes the harvest? Behold, I say to you, Lift up your eyes and look at the fields, for they are already white for harvest. And he who reaps receives wages and gathers fruit for eternal life, that both he who sows and he who reaps may rejoice together. For in this the saying is true, one sows and another reaps. I sent you to reap that for which you have not labored. Others have labored, and you have entered into their labors. And many of the Samaritans of that city believed in him. Because of the word of the woman who testified, he told me all that I ever did. You know, it's interesting, that verse, um, because Jesus set an example for us. Um, Jesus spoke to one woman who most people would never talk to. Most of the Jewish people would not talk to a Samaritan because they didn't have relationships. But Jesus could have stopped at any well, but he stopped at the one this woman was at. And he spoke to this woman that nobody else would speak to to declare to her the kingdom of God and to declare to her eternal life that would come through him. And, and she had been looking for the Messiah. And so there had already been a seed planted in her heart because she said back in verse 25, the woman said to him, I know that the Messiah is coming who is called Christ. When he comes, he will tell us all things. And Jesus said to her, I who speak to you am he. And so Jesus speaks to this woman and declares to her who he is by revelation. And immediately she went out to go spread the word to all the people in town. And all these men and women from town came to see Jesus after they heard the word of this woman, and they believed. And so it's interesting. You can speak to someone and think, okay, well, I'm speaking to this one person, and this one person may believe that's one. Well, in reality, it's not one because the kingdom of heaven doesn't work like that. You speak to one person, and that person is going to talk to someone. And there is an, 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 an numerous amount of fruit that can come from you being bold and faithful enough to declare the word of God to even one person. You could be at your job tomorrow or at a gas station tomorrow or at your school tomorrow and declare the word of God to one person. And that one person could go off and tell a hundred people about the Lord Jesus and those hundred people get saved. But that seed started with your obedience to declare the word of God. You know, Jesus said, go into all the nations and preach the gospel to all to all people. And, and you know, that mandate wasn't just to go to other nations. It was to go to even to your own nation. It was to go down the street, across the street, I mean, to your neighbor's house, to your family's house, to your family's neighbor's houses, to go into your schools, to go into your workplaces, to go into church. Because um, believe it or not, there are actually people in church who are not believers. Um, my brother's wife actually goes to a church um, every Sunday, but she's not a, she is not a Christian. 
um, never has been. She has no interest in being a Christian from what she said yet. Because I'm still trusting the Lord Jesus on her and still believing for her salvation. But the point is she goes to church every Sunday faithfully because the church she's going to has a history class about world religions. And she goes to church every Sunday for a class. And so even in the churches you go to, there may be men and women who don't know the Lord Jesus, who've never really understood the love that Jesus has for them. And, you know, that takes intercession and it takes prayer for us to stand before the Father and intercede on behalf of the people that we are going to run to in our daily lives because you never know who you're going to run into. You never know what position in their life they're going to be in. And there is a harvest all around us that we a lot of times just never open our eyes and realize that it's really there um, because we're focused on what's right in front of us and not the harvest that's around us. And so Jesus talks to this one woman. This one woman talks to a bunch of people. And they come and believe in Jesus. And, you know, it's interesting later in verse 42, it says, Then they said to the woman, Now we believe, not because of what you said, for we ourselves have heard him, and we know that this indeed is the Christ, the Savior of the world. You know, there's only so much knowledge that comes secondhand. We can know the Lord Jesus based on, or know about the Lord Jesus based on what people tell us. Um, even in our own lives, at one point in time, someone told every one of us about the Lord Jesus, and we believed based on what someone else said, and we came to him. But then, once you hear him for the first time, once you enter into a relationship with him, once you begin spending time in his word and you start beginning to spend time in his presence, then that knowledge transforms because then it's not just the secondhand knowledge that you receive from someone else that you know the Lord Jesus, but then you know him because you've heard from him directly. And, you know, it's the biggest reason to that we constantly preach and talk about spending time in the presence of God and spending time in his word because his word reveals Jesus to us. And, you know, having a relationship with God is possible. And you can get to as close you can get as close to him as you want to, if you want it. And it's through those times of relationship and those times that we separate ourselves from this world, just like Jesus did. I mean, Jesus never did anything unless he had first spent time with the Father. He would stay up all not all night at times praying in a solitary place. And I'm not saying that we got to pray for hours and hours on end, but we do need to discipline ourselves to separate ourselves from this from this world and to spend time just with us and him because that's how a relationship was formed. I mean, and I may have said this before, but my wife is constantly having to remind me to put aside all my work and everything I do um, just to come spend time with her. And, you know, it's interesting. She said something today because I got home and, like most we, most days, it's usually pretty busy because I have four kids, and so I get home, I have to deal with four kids and all the things that go into having children. And my wife was in the bathroom painting because she's been renovating our we've been renovating our bathroom, and she had actually asked me just to sit there with her, just to talk with her. And so I sat down, and I realized, you know, 
even when we're doing something else, we still have the ability to spend time with Jesus. I mean, I've told my story about washing dishes over and over again, um, but just for you new listeners, um, the Lord actually will, the Lord wants to spend so much time with us that we don't have no way to understand and comprehend how much he loves us and how much he wants to be in our presence. And he wants us to be in his presence and just for us to, and just to have that intimacy that comes from our in the closest that comes from our relationship. And so one of the things I realize is that um, I do dishes a lot in my house because I have four kids. And, um, well, most people have to do them once every couple of days. We have to do them like three times a day at times. But when I'm washing dishes, I learn to start, because I hate doing it, but I learn to start worshiping him while I'm washing dishes. And all of a sudden, his presence started showing up. And I would just have this amazing time of communion with the Lord while I was washing dishes, just because my, my mind was focused on him. And, you know, anything you do, whatever your hobby is, whether you're riding, you like to ride a bike or you like to walk down the street or maybe you just like to sit outside on your patio, you can use those times just to spend with him, just to keep him in your knowledge, even if you're not talking to him, just to realize that you are in the presence of the living God. I mean, the Bible declares that, I mean, David said in one of the Psalms, he said, where can I go from your presence or, or where can I go from your spirit and where can I free from your presence? And everywhere we go, he's there. And if we would just get into our mind and come to the realization and the fullness of the understanding that we are constantly in the presence of God, whether we realize it or not, and there's nowhere on this earth that we can go that his presence isn't there. And so we always have an ability to be in a relationship with him and to have communion with him no matter what we're doing. But even then, we still need to set aside time in our lives just to spend with him, whether it's one minute or five minutes or ten minutes, um, just to spend time with him. And, you know, it's interesting. Um, I was talking with one of my friends last, I think it was last night, and, you know, something you can try in your own lives and just and show you how true this is, is every day you'll start spending time with Jesus and just pick one room in your house. It doesn't matter what room it is. Always spend time. Find one room and spend time in it. Keep worship music going 24 hours a day just so the atmosphere in that room is sanctified and that that's the room you pray in. You'll notice after a month or a couple of weeks that you'll walk by that room and there will be something about that room that will remind you of him. And you'll be able to feel his presence in that room. And it'll be almost a tangible cloud over that room. And because, you know, I've had a lot of friends. Um, Chris is one of the – Chris and his wife, Tracy, are, are a couple like that. They have one of their rooms in their house that they renovated and decorated. And, and this room is just a prayer room for them. And so Chris can be found in that room sometimes all day and night and his wife all day and night in this room just spending time with the Lord. And even – there's been times that they've been unemployed, and Chris said that the Lord told him to treat prayer as a job. And so faithfully he would go in and constantly be spending time with the Lord in this room. And when I've been in his house, I've noticed that you can tell when you walk by that room 
that that's where he's been praying at because the presence of the Lord is so tangible in it. And I, I was sitting around talking to one of my friends last night or the night before, and something the Lord said to me was the reason the presence of God is so strong in that room is because he knows that's where Chris is going to come to. And so that's where the Lord waits. And the Lord knows that he'll be able to meet Chris in that room. So his presence is, is always there waiting. And, you know, whether it's in your car, wherever it is that you allow the Lord to, whatever, you know, let me put it a different way. Whatever part of your life you allow the Lord to enter into, he'll be faithful to enter into that part of your life. If you make your shower time or your brushing your teeth time or the time you're laying in bed, if you will just be faithful to give him part of your life, he's not going to neglect it. And he's going to be faithful and he'll be there. And, you know, the Bible says to draw near to him and he'll draw near to us. And, you know, Adam and Eve walked with the Lord. And there's no difference between us and them. I mean, there's a difference, the fact that they, in the beginning, they hadn't sinned, and they walk with the Lord. But, you know, the Bible declares that we are the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus, and that the Lord doesn't look on us and see our sin, but the Lord looks on us and sees our righteousness. But it's not our righteousness, the righteousness that, the righteousness that only comes through faith in the Lord Jesus and what he's already done for us, and that he has declared us righteous, and he has declared us holy in the presence of God. And the Bible says that he has perfected those who are being sanctified. And so the Bible says, come boldly to the throne of grace in which you are accepted in a time of need. And even when Jesus died on the cross, the veil of the temple was torn in two, declaring that there was no longer a blockage. There was no longer a veil, no longer a wall, a separation between us and the Father. And that we all have free access to the presence of the living God if we'll just come. And so I, I want to encourage all of you tonight to start spending time with his presence, just a minute at a time. I, I mean, and try to separate part of your time, whether it's a minute, five minutes, just for the Lord, just to sit there. And, <clears throat> you know, prayer isn't always interceding. Prayer is conversation. You know, you can have a relationship with God without ever really interceding. You can have a relationship with him just by praying, just by talking to the Lord about your day. You know, because that's what friends do. That's what me and my wife, if we don't talk, then after a while, um, we start losing sight of each other. And we get preoccupied with so many different things that happen in life that we have to literally set aside time for me and her just to spend together talking and praying. And um, for that intimacy and that relationship to be there. And, you know, a relationship with the Lord isn't any different. If you neglect the time you have to spend in his presence and to spend with him, then sooner or later it'll become, it won't be, it'll become habit not to talk to him. And then sooner or later you'll stop thinking about him. And then sooner or later you'll never think about him. And, you know, heaven forbid that, we get to heaven someday, whether it's tomorrow or a hundred years from now, and we look at him and not recognize him. Um, a lot of people talk about salvation as that's the end of it. Like you say a prayer and you get to go to heaven and then everything's all nice and dandy. But in reality, it's not. You know, salvation. our salvation grants us access 
in a restored relationship to the Father. You know, the Bible says that we are ambassadors of reconciliation, we're reconciling the world to God. And you know, that's what, that's what the death of Jesus was for and the resurrection of Jesus wasn't just so that we can go to heaven and be in a place called heaven. It was so that we can have a restored relationship with the living God of all creation. And if that is not our focus, then we're missing out on the greatest part of what Jesus did on the cross and the restoration that we had to him. You know, it says, um, Behold what manner of love the Father has bestowed on us, that we should be called children of God. We are his children, and any father loves to spend time with their children. And, you know, so we need to be very mindful of the things that we have because a lot of people don't realize that they have the ability to be in a relationship, an actual relationship with God through Jesus. And, you know, the days that go by, if you stop and think about it, every second and every minute that ticks by on the clock is a minute that could have been spent with the Lord. And years will go by, and those minutes will disappear, and you'll never get them back. And, you know, even a minute in his presence is beyond our wildest expectations. And, you know, there's so many things that God wants to reveal to us. It says in Amos, it says that the Lord does nothing. <coughs> Excuse me. It says, I mean, in Amos, it says the Lord does nothing unless he reveals it first to his servants, the prophets. And, um, you know, there's a verse in John. I wish I could remember where it was. Um, You'll have to give me a second. Um, maybe it's Romans. So I'm going to flip my Bible to Romans real fast and see if I can find this scripture. Because I don't want to just read it. I just don't want to quote it. Because I quote it a lot, but I want to make sure I get it right. Um, sorry about it. I know it's taking a little bit of time. So... Okay, well, anyway, we're going to take a break for a couple of seconds. So I'm going to go find the scripture check and read it to you. So just stick with us. This is Prayer International Radio, and we'll be back in just a second. We're here, God, because your promise has been fulfilled in us. We're here, God, because when we seek you, we find you. God, when we ask, we receive. When we knock on the door, you answer it. Your word is alive. Your word is alive today. It is truth. It is everything. I read. 
Welcome back to our broadcast. Um, so I found the verse. Uh, 1 Corinthians chapter 2 uh, starts in verse 6. It says, However, we speak wisdom among those who are mature, yet not the wisdom of this age, nor of the rulers of this age who are coming to nothing. But we speak the wisdom of God in a mystery, the hidden wisdom which God ordained before the ages for our glory, which none of the rulers of this age knew, for had they known, they would not have crucified the Lord of glory. But as it is written, I has not seen, nor ear heard, nor has entered into the heart of man the things which God has prepared for those who love him. But God has revealed them to us through his Spirit, for the Spirit searches all things, yes, the deep things of God. For what man knows the things of a man except the spirit of the man which is in him. Even so, no one knows the thing of God, things of God except for the spirit of God. Now we have received not the spirit of the world, but the spirit who is from God, that we might know the things that have been freely given to us by God. You know, um, in our lives, there's so much knowledge that we can uh, attain. I mean, I'll sit around and at work at times and browse through Wikipedia just learning something new. And I can't even tell you how many stacks of books that I have that I'm that I'm supposed to have been reading and just for some reason haven't picked them up yet. 
But, you know, there's something about the Word of God. There's something about the Bible. There's something about Jesus that satisfies every thirst. And the most important thing that we can do is spend time with him because he is everything. Our life, our breath, the source of everything is Jesus. And the Holy Spirit reveals to us the things of him and reveals him to us. And he takes the word of God and makes it alive in our hearts. And even then, that becomes a seed that grows and becomes a harvest in our lives, which is a relationship with the Lord Jesus. And so we all, I mean, every single one of us, need to spend more time earnestly, fervently seeking Jesus. You know, Billy Graham said something um, and I'll leave you with this because Chris will be with us in just a second. Um, you know, Billy Graham said something, and a lot of people know who Billy Graham is, but throughout Billy Graham's life, he has ministered, whether it's by radio or in live crusades or on television stations or on television reruns or however many books or tapes that are out there of Billy Graham. He's probably witnessed in some point to millions upon millions upon millions of people. And, you know, someone asked him once, when he was getting up there in age, um, if he had any regrets. And he said the only regret he had is that he didn't spend more time reading the Bible. And that's a very humbling thought for a man who's done so much for the Lord. And we all can look at our lives and see areas where we could spend more time with him, more time reading from him. The Bible says to study is show ourselves approved. And, you know, the time of fun and games are over. Um, it really is. The, the bride of Christ needs to stand up and act like the church of the living God. And if we don't know him, there's no way we're going to be able to, out, to be able to go out into the world and declare him. Um, and so I just encourage you all, um, get in there. You know, I've, I've told my friends many times, um, many of them, if you need to hear the answer, an answer from God and you really need to hear his voice, lock yourself in a closet and don't come out until you've heard from him because it works. If you want to hear from the Father, start spending time with the Father. And he's faithful. He won't disappoint you. Anyway, this is Prayer International Radio. Um, our call-in number is 619-638-8458. Um, we have a chat room open on the Blog Talk Radio website. If you need immediate prayer and you can't get to a phone, um, you can always email us at prayerinternational at gmail.com and so we're going to go to a break and then we'll be right back with Christopher Herzog
Praise God. We're back. And this is True International Radio. My name is Chris Herzog, and I'm picking up the uh, second half of the broadcast. Just very thankful to have a brother like Sean uh, working with me and just sharing his heart and speaking the truth and love and just declaring Jesus Christ as Lord of Lords and King of Kings. You know, that's why we're here at Prayer International. That's the only reason we're actually doing this radio show and we actually have a website if you guys have ever checked it out or want to. It's www.prayerinternational.org. But our whole focus is really to lift up and declare Jesus Christ as Lord of Lords and King of Kings. You know, we're uh, the Bible says the only foundation that can really be laid is Christ Jesus, and that all other foundations are really uh, just a false foundation. And so we want to make sure that we are speaking and declaring truth on the broadcast. And, of course, uh, we are, you know, just wanting to raise up prayer, raise up, uh, you know, just a, just a global watch of not only speaking and declaring the Word of God, but praying and declaring what God is speaking over the nations, what God is speaking over America, what God is speaking over individuals and different ministries. And, you know, that's why we're here, is to be a prayer-based, a support group for you. If you're in ministry or you're in a Christian walk or seeking truth and looking to develop and mature your relationship with Jesus Christ, we want to help aid, help coach in that. And the way we're doing that right now is through the radio program, uh, through prayer and just different fellowship we have in our chat rooms uh, that's on Blog Talk Radio. You can check out the website or email us at prayerinternational.gmail.com. And so, praise God. Right now, the call-in number is 619-638-8458. Feel free to go to the phone. And if you ever need prayer after hours when we're not uh, doing the radio show, we actually have a 1-800 number now. Uh, feel free to check that out. That's 1-800-701-2785. We've got those things posted up in the chat room as well. So check that out. Well, praise God. Look, we want to pray for you. Again, if you're just tuning in, this is Prayer International Radio. It is 11-11. And just reminded, uh, Deuteronomy 1-11 says that God will increase you a thousand times more than your worth. And you can trust the Lord that he will increase you a thousand times more than you're worth because he said he would. Praise God. So you you can feel free to believe for the 30 or the 60 or the 100 pub blessing. But there's actually uh, in Scripture, Deuteronomy 111 declares, there's a thousand pub blessing and my wife is smiling and listening to me. We like the thousand pub. Praise God. You know, God's about multiplication. He says he will add and multiply, and in God's kingdom, he, he's not really about subtracting unless it's a cutting away of the flesh or cutting away of the excess or cutting away of your carnality or cutting away of the things that do not glorify God, then by all means we say, God, take it. But, you know, the Bible says if you seek first his kingdom, 
and his righteousness, and all these other things will be added to you. For we know God's in that addition. He also says to be fruitful and multiply, and then he will increase you more and more. So we know he's about multiplication. Praise God. We just want to declare increase and abundance over your life tonight, wherever you're at. You know, if God's your shepherd, he promises that you shall not lack, you will not want. Read Psalm 23, and that will confirm that scriptural promise to you. But you say, well, you know, I've struggled and I've strived and, and I've got financial struggles. Listen, if you will begin to commit to the Lord concerning your finances, and you'll trust God with the first fruits of your increase, okay, you'll begin to sow and faithfully obey God in the areas of giving, in the areas of integrity's work, okay, if you're faithful and, and, and you do good at working and you're integrous about it, God will bless you and bless the works of your hands. There's also another principle there. You need to really begin to listen to God and pray for opportunities to open up for you and don't always look for a super spiritual answer. You know, I pursued ministry for many years and I thought that because I had a ministry call on my life, that that meant I had to be all about full-time ministry. And there were seasons in my life where I struggled because I focused on ministry, which was good but I neglected to put my hand to the plow, neglected to work, neglected to do whatever I could do to bring in an income. And so I, in those seasons, uh, I really struggled financially. Well, I began to shift my focus and begin to open myself up and look and realize that God wanted to use creative ways to bless me, give me creative opportunities to increase me financially. And not every opportunity was a ministry opportunity or was it a business opportunity that I was used to doing. In fact, in this season of my life now, the Lord's actually blessed me and put me in the IT, the computer, and the networking field, um, and my wife as well. And, you know, we do computer work now, but if you would have asked us four years ago, uh, besides maybe email and, you know, how to start a computer up and, you know, check the few basic Windows programs and that sort of thing out, we would have had no clue um, how to network or how to do some of the IT things that we're doing now. Praise God, you know, he increases us, he blesses us, and, you know, if uh, you will trust God, he will give you wisdom, he'll bless you, he'll increase you, The Bible says you can do all things through Christ because he strengthens you. You need to realize that that truthfully, you can do all things through Christ because he strengthens you. Don't limit God in your thinking. Don't limit God in your own abilities. Trust that God can give you supernatural ability. God can give you wisdom beyond your education. God can give you uh, favor with people that will put you at the front of the line or at the top of the list before all the people that are more qualified or more skilled or have more experience. But because you are in tune with the Lord and you're in obedience, the Bible says if you're willing and obedient, you'll eat the good of the land. If you walk in obedience to the Lord, God can, you know, he says the first will be last and the last will be first. He also says he'll put one down to raise up another. He says that in his word. 
If you'll trust him, he will move mountains for you as you speak to those mountains in your life. He will give you favor as you begin to declare and ask God for favor. And don't, you know, put opportunities aside, but just trust that God will open doors for you. You may never see that door open. You may never see that opportunity come, and all of a sudden this opportunity comes, and you would think, I never thought God would have ever used that to bless me. But that's why the Bible says his ways are higher than our ways, and his thoughts are higher than our thoughts. In fact, the foolishness of God is wiser than the wisdom of man. In fact, Sean was sort of touching on that in Corinthians tonight about the wisdom of God. It's very important that we find ourselves seeking the wisdom of God. Proverbs says the fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom. And it's, it's important to be a man or be a woman that's filled with the wisdom and filled with the knowledge of God as well as filled with the glory and the presence of God. So praise God. Let me pray for you. Thank you for being in the chat room. I saw Patriot Greg's in there. We have Matt Redman in there tonight. It uh, looks like uh, we've got an uh, Encarta Warrior, Dado, and praise uh, God. Close you. Hey, praise the Lord. We're so thankful for what you're doing uh, to fellowship and just really create an online prayer room, chat room, and you're you know, being faithful to just really listen and pray for us. Thank you for that. We want to continue to pray for you as well. And if you're t- tuning in through uh, Facebook, we also want on MySpace, Twitter, different media streams. Feel free to check us out. So let's go to the Lord in prayer. Father, in the name of Jesus, we just give you all the praise and the glory, Lord. We thank you tonight as we have corrected our focus with worship and we, we tuned our hearts by praising you, Sid. That's how we come in. That's how we enter in is with the worship and with the thanksgiving. Even Psalm 100 says to enter your gates with thanksgiving, enter your courts with praise, to come before your presence with singing, Lord, and we do, because we know how much you love singing, Father, and we just thank you, Lord, that you are opening up the floodgates of heaven over us, you're opening up your heart over us, and we say, Lord, show us your ways tonight, Father, teach us your ways, fill us with your wisdom, fill us with your thoughts. So that we can go forward and be successful in this life. Father, thank you, Lord, that this is your world. And Father, we ask that you would lead us and guide us in your world. Lead us and guide us in your will and your plan. We pray your kingdom come and your will be done in our lives, Father, and those that are listening in their families and in whatever state or country they may be listening and praying for and going to. Lord, send them forth, Lord. Send your people forth into the harvest. As laborers, Lord, empower them, encourage them, equip them, bless them, Father, tonight with your peace. Lord, we pray for those that are going through health issues tonight. We thank you that you're a healer. By your stripes, Father, we're declaring healing over them. We're declaring in the name of Jesus that nothing is impossible for you. We thank you, Holy Spirit. We declare the blood of Jesus is still healing today. If you're believing God for healing, just begin to lay your hand on that part of your body where you're sick. Begin to stand in the gap for the person you're believing for. Lay your hand on that part of the body where they're sick. 
And right now, in the name of Jesus, we declare healing and wholeness by the power of the Lord, because the word of God declares healing is the children's bread. The word of God declares by the stripes of Jesus you are healed, and he is the same yesterday, today, and forever, and that God is not a man that he should lie, nor the son of man that he should repent, but that by the truth you shall be set free. So we are declaring the truth so that you can receive freedom in your body, in your mind, in your spirit, and that even as your soul prospers, you would prosper and be in good health. So we are declaring prospering in your soul, prospering in your body, prospering in your family, in your place of work, in your spiritual walk. We're declaring daily bread right now. God gives daily bread that he would open up your spiritual eyes and your spiritual ears and that he would give you the spirit of wisdom and revelation and the knowledge of him and that you would know the hope of your calling. You would know the purpose of God for your life. We just pray this for you in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Praise God. Hey, let's... uh, Go into a little bit of worship, and then we're going to do some teaching. I'm going to talk about the Word of God, from the Word of God, and just really help build that foundation in your life. We're going to just do a quick, uh, probably a two, three-minute song. I don't know. See how long it goes here. But um, we are praying. As the song is on, we will be praying and declaring the Word of God over your life. And so just drink, 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 drink. And all who are thirsty And all who are weak Come to the fountain And if you heart
Praise God, we're back. And this is Prayer International Radio. It's about 11.33 Central Time, broadcasting out of Dallas, Texas. 
And just taking it back to that, uh, just worshiping the Lord, you know, just uh, giving everybody time to get settled in and uh, taking a few prayer requests. You know, tonight we're lifting up those of you that are in the prayer room or what we're calling the chat room prayer room, whatever you want to call it. Uh, also lifting up uh, our brother Matt is taking a trip out to, I believe, Pakistan. Uh, Sean was filling in a little bit. So lifting him up as well. And uh, I know Brother Joe Brother Greg have blog talk radio shows that they're faithful to share the word of God and speak truth uh, to people. So we're lifting them up as well. So I just want to encourage everybody that's listening, just lift these brothers up. You know, they are out doing the work of the Lord. We've got a guest in our chat room tonight, too. We're lifting them up. We're not sure who they are, but if you want to leave any information for us, feel free. Otherwise, we'll just keep praying for you. God knows who you are, and God bless you. But you know, these brothers are out there on the front lines. Um, you know, some of them, I believe, are full-time ministry. Some of them are part-time uh, doing different things. And, uh, you know, we've got Brother Joe uh, out there in Tennessee, Brother Greg out there in New Jersey, uh, Matt Redmond, I believe he's uh, overseas, uh, you know, doing some ministry work, missionary work. Uh, Pakistan missionary trip looks like praise God. Hey, you know, we just want to thank the Lord, bless the Lord for for you guys, bless you guys tonight, and thank you for your faithfulness. You know, it's, it's hard work to labor. You know, it's hard work. You know, the, the Bible says the kingdom of God suffers violence and violence take it by force. Jesus wants us to go forth as laborers into the harvest. And, you know, we're supposed to pray that God sends laborers. We're supposed to pray for the harvest. And tonight, we just want to pray. You know, Matthew 9, 20, 938 and Luke 10, they uh, pray for the harvest, basically. You know, we're going to pray Colossians 3, since that God will open up doors for the ministry of the Word. So we just pray that, that God will open up doors for you to minister the Word. Luke 11, 13, pray for the fullness of the Holy Spirit. We're going to pray for the fullness of the Holy Spirit in your life. You know, so praise the Lord. Well, you know, God's pouring out His Spirit. And we want to be faithful to preach the Word of God. You know, Sean was talking about the Word tonight a little bit. And so we just want to... Uh, you know, we just... Well, you I'm sorry, I was just reading Craig's uh, comment in the chat room. Bless you, Greg, man. We love you, brother. Uh, you know we're praying for you. Keep speaking truth. Keep declaring. Uh, you know, the word of God, man. Take a stand and declare truth. Uh, looks like we got DL Boy DX. Whoever that is, hey, we're praying for you. God bless you. We're, we're going to put you on our prayer list and keep praying for you wherever you are. And uh, just get in the chat room and let, let us get to know you a little bit. So, you know, deal with this. The Bible says to speak the truth in love, and we are supposed to be, you know, just the mouthpiece of God. You know, declaring his word. You know, Second Timothy says all scripture is profitable for doctrine, for reproof, for correction, and for instruction. And there's four areas that the word of God does it. it brings doctrine, it brings truth, it brings a foundation in your life that you can actually apply to all areas of your life. You know, that's what doctrine is for. 
It's to give you a scriptural understanding. It's to give you a scriptural basis of God's wisdom and God's truth and his perspective on this world. So you can apply that perspective to your life to get to this life. It also says it's for reproof. Okay, when you need to be reproved or rebuked, when there's something in your life that needs to be adjusted, when somebody needs to point out something in your life that's not proper and point you in the proper direction, that's reproof. It also says it's for correction. You know, when you make a mistake, when you're taking a test and you give the wrong answer or you make a mistake, uh, that mistake or that wrong answer, there's a correction that takes place. There's a right and a wrong. There's a correct and an incorrect answer. And God's word has the correct answer for our problems, for the situations that we face. And so, and the fourth thing that it does is instruction. You know, the Bible says, trust in the Lord, lean, trust the Lord with all your heart, Proverbs, lean not on your own understanding, and he will direct your path. God will instruct you. God will give you instructions. God will lead you and guide you. In this life, he says, call unto me, and I will answer you, and I'll show you great and mighty things that you do not know. Now, God would not instruct you and not tell you to do that, if he didn't mean it. He wouldn't tell you to call out to him. He wouldn't tell you to ask if he didn't have any intention of answering you. And so the word brings instruction. Okay? Listen, God's word stands forever. Even though the grass would be the flowers today. Even though heaven and earth pass away, God's word never passes away. God's word stands forever. And his words are spirit and life. Just realize that if you have a situation in your life that's bringing death, bringing sickness, bringing disease, bringing poverty, then get his word, get God's word on your situation. Because his words are spirit, his words are life. You see, the word of God framed the world. Hebrews 11.3 tells us the worlds were framed by the word of God. That means when God spoke, there was a creative power that took place, a creative force went into the earth and began to frame and shape the world just as God was speaking. Now, the Bible says God created us, man and male and female, God created man and woman in his image. In his image created he them. That means in his likeness, in his, the same form. In other words, he created you with a creative ability he created you with the power of life and death in your tongue. He created you with the power of creative speech, which means you have the ability, just like God did when he framed the worlds with his words. You have the same ability to shape and frame your life, to shape and frame your circumstances, to shape and frame your future based on the words that you speak. You can even speak into your negative circumstances and pray into your negativity Pray into the mishaps and the, the mistakes of your life and watch God turn them around for the good. Watch God transform and change people around you. Watch God use the good and the bad and the ugly of your life to get glory in your life and to set you up for blessing. 
And I don't understand how that all works. It's different in everybody's situation. But trust me, there's been situations in my life that I thought could never be redeemed, that I thought would never turn around, would never turn into blessing. And it was those very things that God used in my life to set me up to bless me later. But the way you speak into a situation, the way you declare, the way you uh, decree things into that situation, you're either going to speak your words, and that's going to shape your world. You're going to speak either life or death, sickness or health, poverty or riches, joy or depression. You see, what you speak, what you declare has a lot. Jesus said you have whatever you say. Ask and you shall receive. And so it's very important that we get God's words in our mouth. God's word instructs us. It leads us and guides us. Look, in Psalm 119, the psalmist said, His word was a lamp to my feet and a light to my path. He said, I hide your word in my heart, Lord, so that I don't sin against you. Because, see, it's God's word that is settled. But if you want to be settled in your heart, if you want to be settled in your life, you need to settle yourself by hiding the word of God in your heart. The law of the Lord, Psalms 1 verse 2 says, the law of the Lord is your delight. When you make God's word your delight, when you rejoice in his word, when his word excites you, Listen, when when his word excites you, when you have a respect for his word, God will begin to move on your behalf. God will begin to be excited about certain things in your life. Psalm 19 says, the word of the Lord is clear, giving insight to life. The word of the Lord endures forever. It doesn't return voice. Isaiah 55, 5 uh, says, basically, that God's word goes out, it does not return void, but it goes out and it accomplishes whatever he declares, whatever he speaks. It says, uh, some verses say it accomplishes what it was purposed to do. Whatever God is speaking over your life, you can believe that he's going to finish what he started. He's going to get glory out of your life. See, all scripture is given by the inspiration of God. It's written for your learning. Because as you meditate on the, the word of God, it will bring hope. It's through the word of God that you believe Jesus was the Christ. And so just begin to meditate on the word of God. Begin to meditate on the word of God tonight. And allow that word to change you. Allow that word to work in you. You know, the Word of God is the most important book on the face of the earth. It really is. Let let me just say this. Look, the Word of God reveals two things. It reveals the person of Jesus Christ. And it reveals the principles of Christ. There's two different forces. There's two different things that the Word of God shows you or reveals to you. The person of Jesus. The person of Jesus is your salvation. It prepares you. He prepares you for eternity. The person of Jesus creates your peace. See, the gospel, the word of God, also contains the principles of Christ. Okay, the principles of Christ prepare you for the earth. 
the principles of Christ are what you follow here on the earth uh, to have a blessed life here on the earth. The Bible says meditate on the law day and night and do what's written therein and you will have good success. See, the principles of God create your prosperity. The principles of God prepare you for what's going on down here. And you say, well, I don't know if the Bible is really the word of God. Well, yes, it is. Let me tell you something. There's no way a person, there's no way a man would have written, there's no way a, a, a human being would have written such a high standard that the Bible teaches. Your human standards do not measure up to God's standards. This is how I know. Listen, no human would ever have written it like this. Look, what teenager would have ever said, foolishness is bound in the heart of the child, the, the rod of correction will drive it out. What teenager is going to tell a parent to beat their kids to get them in line that the word of God will say, use the rod of correction? to put your children in line. Now, no child would have come up with that. There's no way. What what wife would have said, obey your husband? There's no wife that would have written a standard in the Word of God that said, obey your husband, that had to come from God. Think about it. No no rich person would ever have have said, if you trust in riches, you'll fail. Or it's easier for a camel to go through an eye of a needle than for a rich man to go into heaven. There's no rich man that would ever wrote a standard like that in the Bible. It just would not have happened. That's why I know that's one reason that the Word of God had to be written, the Bible had to be written by God and not man, because man would not have written it that way. All right, look. Changes that occur, when when you read the Word of God, when you embrace the Word of God, when you begin to apply the Scripture to your life and really work it, supernatural changes, supernatural transformation actually occurs. Look, drug addiction gets broken. Alcoholics have been set free and delivered. Violent people have become meek and submissive. Listen, the Word of God will change people, will change their attitude, will change their character, will change... Their behavior, it will transform their life. And even if you bring a Bible into a place, like bring a dictionary into a restaurant, nobody will look twice at you. But you put a Bible down on your table, listen, everybody in the whole place will stare at you. People get ruffled around the colors. Bring a Bible and lay it down in plain sight whenever you go into a restaurant. And see if you get people staring at you or acting different towards you. It's a lot different than if you lay a dictionary down, believe me. Let me tell you something. The Bible is is an unused weapon. You know, people are ignorant of the word of God. Hey, brother down under, God bless you. Just saw you in there, brother. Bless you tonight. Hey. This is an unused weapon. It's an undiscovered map. You know, it's it's the most amazing thing the Father has given us to defeat the enemy. But yet, 
God's people are so ignorant of the truths and the blessings and the promises in this word. The Bible says my people are destroyed for a lack of knowledge. My people are perished for a lack of knowledge. And so tonight we are declaring the word of God. We're teaching about the Bible. Teaching about the word of God. God is so good. Look, this word of God is your success handbook. Look, encyclopedias give you knowledge of people and places and events. Dictionaries uh, give you knowledge about words. But the wisdom of God, the word of God, communicates the laws of success for your life. The word of God communicates the wisdom you're going to need to get through this earth, to get through. But the word of God is the wisdom of God. And you need the wisdom of God. God said in Deuteronomy 4, 6, this is your wisdom and your understanding. The wisdom, wisdom is just a scriptural solution. Wisdom is just applying the word of God to, to the problem that you're dealing with. The word of God is the book of love. Look. The word of God explains the love of God. God so loved the world, he gave his only begotten son. That whosoever believes in him would not perish, but have everlasting life. It declares the love of God to people. That God is love, and those that are of God must love. It declares. So it declares the wisdom of God. It declares the love of God. It reveals the laws of the universe. Look, there's different laws in the universe that are explained. Laws of sowing and reaping. Look, the laws of the seed. Laws of harvest. Law of love. The Bible talks about the law of truth being in, in, in his mouth. So there's a law of truth. There are different laws. Different, different things that the Bible reveals. Look, the Word of God is, is, if you want to have success in relationships, the Word of God is a, a handbook for your relationships. It shows you how to maintain worthy relationships. How It exposes fools. shows you how to recognize a wise person from a fool. It shows you how to recognize a, a quality relationship from one that's not. Read the Proverbs. The Word of God is a worship encyclopedia. Look, if you want to learn about worship, read the Word of God. John 4.24, God is a spirit, and they that worship him must worship him in spirit and truth. The word of God explains worship and the value of it and the importance of it in your daily life. Read Psalm 102, 100 verse 2, sorry, not 102, but 100 verse 2. It teaches you spiritual protocol. Look. The Word of God is one of the most important books on the face of the earth. And that's why the Lord gave it to us. Just begin to, to meditate on this Word day and night. You know, your reaction to the Word of God really does determine God's reaction to you. Your opinion of the Word of God can be contagious. If you have respect for the Word of God, trust me, that it will follow you. Your children will 
But depending on your reaction to the word of God is really going to determine God's reaction towards you, towards your family. So just trust how you respond to this word. See, obedience impresses God. Words alone do not impress God. That's why God says be a doer of the word, not a hearer only. If you abide in me and my words abide in you, John fifteen seven, he said, you shall ask what you will and it shall be done unto you. But see, the key is abiding in God and not letting his words abide in you. See, there's a spirit of truth. And we must be filled with the spirit of truth. We must seek truth. We must diligently seek the Lord. He'll reward us. He'll reward us with truth. Praise God. I'm going to break for a quick song, and then we are going to be right back.
to celebrate. 